Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Wow. I love it, I love it, I love it. Seeing the next generation lead. Uh, Listen, Man, men, all right, boys, we got to step our game up, all right? We got the ladies leading the way here. And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, so I, I'm just encouraged by, by just everything that God's doing here at City Hope. And I'm so, so thankful that each one of you are here. How many of you like a good encouragement? Anybody like to be encouraged? All right, yeah, yeah. So do, do me a favor. Just look at the person next to you. Look at them in their eyes. Make it awkward for a second, Okay. And just tell him, just tell him a good encouragement. Say, you are so lucky to be sitting next to me. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, somebody. <sighs> hey, listen, it's a good day to be in God's house. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, we would love to connect with you if we haven't yet. Uh, seriously, uh, our heart is to um, connect with you and help you find your people. Our mission here at City Hope is we're inviting everyday people to experience the hope of Jesus in every way. And so uh, you can text in, you can come by the Connect Center. We got a gift for you. The ball is now in your court and we would love to connect with you. Today, we're kicking off a brand new series called Fooling Around. Fooling around. And in this series, we're going to be discussing many different aspects of relationships. Something that all of us, no matter our age, no matter uh, you know, our, our season of life, uh, we all have relationships. And so I, I do want to give all of you men in the room, I'm trying to give you a little assist here. All right. Nine days until Valentine's Day. All right. Nine days. All right. So that doesn't mean wait for eight of them to go by before you go do something about it. Um, so but I do want to make a little disclaimer this morning, and, and, and I really mean this. Um, we're going to jump into the deep end today, all right? So when you talk about relationships, there's a lot of aspects um, of relationships that, uh, you know, sometimes discussing those can be a little PG-13. And so if you have some kids in here that aren't ready for that, obviously we're not going into graphic detail, but we are going to talk about some of the stuff that the Bible mentions. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that is going on in our world and relationships. And so I'm going to pray here in a minute. And if you have a young one that you want to take out to our kids ministry, please feel free to do that. Totally understand. Because here's what I believe. I believe the series like this is important because the truth is under attack. The truth of, of what God's word says and God's design for his people is under attack. And so we're going to dive in today to some, some tough topics, but some stuff that I feel like um, will, will hopefully help us and challenge us. So as we kick off this series, I want to share a quick story with you. Um, I, brought, I brought a very special painting with me today, um, and I want you to listen to this story and we'll, we'll continue to talk. Born Elamir Albert Hoffman into a middle class family in 1906, Hungary. Elamir was an artist who is still considered to be one of the greatest forgers in the history of the world. Passing off his fakes as the work of Picasso and Matisse, who were alive at this time, Elmore de Hori, as he came to call himself, fooled buyers of his forgeries to the tune of $50 million. Gene Shapiro of Shapiro Auctions in New York City says, Elmer's story has great value for museum goers and collectors. Elmer is infamous, but he is a name that people will recognize. A collector, for example, may be proud to own his works and tell his story. 
There was a documentary even made about him, perfectly named F is for fake. F is for fake. Now, whether, whether you're buying knockoff purses in Chinatown or, or fake watches or, or, or you get a pair of fake shoes or whether you're buying reproductions of masterpiece art, when you, when you buy a fake, there's not, you understand what you're buying. You're understanding what you're getting out of the fake. None of us is foolish enough to think, well, I can buy this fake picture and everybody's going to think it's the real deal, right? It's not the original. So, so we're not like hoodwinked into believing that it's something that it's not, right? We don't, we, we're, we're, we're settling. We're settling for less than what the author intended. And so, but, but, but what about those times in our life when we think it's the real thing, but it ends up being fake? We think it's the original. We think it's the thing that we were, we were really, we, we bought it and we thought it was real, but the reality is it's fake. In the first pages of the Bible, in the, in the Old Testament, in Genesis, we come across the, the greatest creator, the greatest designer, the greatest artist, and he was about to create one of his greatest masterpieces in Genesis chapter 2. And that's saying a lot, right? Because this is the same creator who created the, the earth, the stars, the birds, the sea, the trees. He created all of it. He created man. And he's getting ready to create one of his greatest masterpieces. So if you have your Bible, go to Genesis chapter 2, but also hold your place in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to get a little Bible workout in today. But we're going to jump into Genesis 2, and this is the part of, of the beginning of God's word that, that gives us his design. It, it helps us see how he created things, why he created things the way that it's supposed to be. So if you have your Bible and you found Genesis chapter 2, let's stand to our feet just to change your position a little bit and honor the reading of God's word. We're going to begin reading in verse 21. It'll be here on the screen. Now remember, this is right after God created all of his masterpiece, the, the, the living creatures in the sea, on land, man, all of that. So verse 21 says this, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to come over the man and he slept. This is obviously Adam. God took one of his ribs and closed the flesh at that place. Then the Lord God made the rib he had taken from the man into a woman and brought her to the man. Verse 23, and the man said, this one at last is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman for she was taken from man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife and they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked and yet felt no shame. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray your blessing on the reading of your word. I thank you for beautiful stories that we can understand and see the truth, the original way that you created us for relationships. God, I pray that today we would be open and honest about the fakes that we have in our lives. And God, I pray that today we would walk out of here knowing that we can have freedom in our relationships. Challenge us and change us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So we read right here, we see God's masterpiece. God created man and God created woman and he created them to be together. 
right there in verse 22, it says, the Lord God made the rib. The Hebrew word therefore made is better translated as built. God built but it's probably best understood as God fashioned. God fashioned the woman, all right? So right off the bat, we understand, guys, we were formed out of dirt. Ladies, we're fashioned by God, okay? So, so <clears throat> let's, just, let's just be honest about where we're at, all right? This is the original design. When you read Genesis chapter two, this is the design of relationship. This is the model of sexuality. This is the first edition of the family, right? This is the real thing. This is the real deal. It's not a fake. And this matters because when you know the truth about relationships, you won't be easily fooled by the knockoffs. When you understand this is the way God created it, this is the truth, we won't be fooled when we come across something that might look like the truth, but it's not. We won't be fooled by knockoffs if we know the truth. And if you think about it, everything that we hear, everything else that we see, everything else that we watch, anything that offers any other type of relationship besides what God created us to do, then that is proof that it's a fake. Any other type of design is a fake. It's a forgery. It's a knockoff. It's something that's trying to get you to settle for less. It's something that's trying to get you to have, a, a, it, I look at it as a shame-filled substitute. It's not the real thing. It's not the way that God designed anything other than this. Now, sadly, the picture of the current situation of, of romantic relationships in our world is not very good. I, I, we did a lot of research coming up with some statistics for today. And just a reminder that 62% of statistics are made up on the spot, okay? So we're, we're going to try to jump in, but I want you to hear this, all right? The current situation in romantic and sexual relationships in, the, in America is not promising. Compared with 2017, fewer Americans today now mention their spouse as a source of meaning in their life. Now, this isn't just Christians. This is across America. 9% today say their spouse gives them meaning. In 2017, it was 20%. So the, so the, the picture of, of the way that God created it, it's, it's kind of headed downhill in the culture. But think about this, the, the, the romantic situation, the, the husband and wife giving each other a, a, a significance and, and meaning in life is going down, but the market for knockoffs has gone way up. The market for things, that the, the sexual satisfaction without strings, that has skyrocketed. I'm going to share some stats with you, and this is just the hardcore truth of where we are today. 57% of men in their 30s and 40s have viewed pornography in the last month. 50% of all men have watched pornography in the last month. That's the state of our relationships. That's, that's the knockoffs. That's, the, that's the, uh, uh, the fakes, the forgeries that people are turning to instead of God's design that we see in Genesis chapter 2. I, I told you to go to 1 Corinthians 6. Jump over to 1 Corinthians 6 real quick. This is a letter to a church that was in, in a culture that is very similar to ours today. Paul's writing this letter and he's trying to help the Christians understand, hey, even though the culture's this way, let me give you some teaching. Let me give you some wisdom on, on how you have to do things. 
And Paul says this, and this may be some, sometimes this is the way we think when we're settling for knockoffs, when we're settling for things that aren't the way that God designed them. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, Paul says, everything is permissible for me. I can do whatever I want, is what Paul's saying. But not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. I can do whatever I want. It doesn't hurt anyone. How does this hurt anyone if it's just me? If I'm alone, how does this hurt? Well, let me tell you this today, church. Listen to this. Fakes only feel like freedom. When reality, they only make you a slave. Fakes that this world has to offer. They only feel like freedom, but the reality is you become a slave. 60% of men who have viewed pornography feel lonely or isolated. 74% of men who have viewed pornography feel insecure. 75% of men who have viewed pornography are less satisfied in their sex lives. The same study found pornography use remains a significant predictor in, in feelings of loneliness, feelings of personal insecurity, satisfaction with one's appearance, satisfaction with one's self-life. Listen, we settle for fakes. We settle for, we know it's not the real thing and we turn to it. And your desires paint a poor quality picture for your heart. Your desires paint a very poor quality picture for your heart. What I'm trying to tell you today is what you are viewing truly affects you more than you realize. It affects yourself, it affects your marriage, it affects your relationships more than you know. But Paul continues to write in, in, to, the, to the church in Corinthians and, and um, verse 13, he says, food is for the stomach and stomach for the food. And God will do away with both of them. Here it is. However, the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. This saying is actually a, a very well-known Greek reasoning. Maybe some of you have heard the modern version of it is this. Sex is just another natural body function. What's the big deal? It's just a natural body function. What's the big deal? We continue to look at the studies across America today and studies reveal that women may be surrendering to men's preferences for encounters because they feel if they do not, someone else will. Does that look like freedom? Does that? Of course not. That's a fake that's a fake that the enemy wants you to believe, that the enemy wants you to buy, that you're gonna find this satisfaction, you're gonna get the real thing if you just do it this way. The same study finds that consistently women following hookups are more likely than men to experience regret, low self-esteem, and mental distress. Does that frame look a little crooked to you? It's fake. It's fake. And hear me today, church, fakes are missing the mark of freedom. All the stuff that we try to turn to to fill our lives up, to fill the desires, to fill those appetites, all of that is gonna fall short of freedom the way that God created. None of this looks like the way that, 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 that God fashioned and framed this. None of this looks like the, 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 the naked and unashamed version of Adam and Eve, right? None of this looks like that. So why do we keep fooling around with fakes and phonies? We believe that it's going to bring some kind of value or freedom to our lives. 
But we're not, we have to understand that freedom only comes when we live in, 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 and we're designed by the, the, the masterpiece that God, our master, gives us. That's when we find our freedom. At the time when Paul was writing this letter to the, to the Corinthians, the culture was, was very much like ours. The city here had a, had a, a um, they were very, uh, had a reputation of promiscuity. Right, um, the temple of Aphrodite. The temple prostitutes were available. Inns and taverns offered offered slave girls, and and they were both of these things were accepted as useful deterrents to adultery. That's during this time when Paul's writing this this letter, and he's trying to help them understand. Like, listen, all that's not God's design for you. That's not the way that God intended for you to live your life. But many of them and many of us have been fooled by fakes. We've been fooled by what the culture tells us to accept. I wanna draw your attention to one more story in the Bible. I told you we're gonna get a little workout today. 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13. Now, there's a lot of stories in the Bible that are, man, that are great and they make us feel good and we can read them and man, we go home and we're encouraged. Uh, This is a tough story to read. This is a very difficult story to read. It's a very difficult story to understand. But as we're talking about relationships and real and fake and understanding God's masterful, uh, you know, design. And then we see what happens. I want you to see what happens when desires and appetites and cravings come onto the scene and we don't turn to the designer. Second Samuel 13 says this, some time passed away. David's son, Absalom, had a beautiful sister named Tamar. David's son Amnon was infatuated with her. Amnon was frustrated to the point of making himself sick over his sister Tamar because she was a virgin, but it seemed impossible to do anything to her. Listen to me today. Whenever it comes to fooling around with fakes, the feeling, the appetite, the desire to want what we cannot have often leads us to settle for a fake. Our emotions, listen to me, the Bible says that our heart is deceitfully wicked. The things that we feel like are in our heart. Our our feelings, our desires, our appetites often help us, show us to settle for a fake instead of the real thing. So instead instead of turning our desires to the Lord, we turn them to these fakes and then we get fuzzy, right? We get fuzzy about the consequences, and, and we leave out that, that, man, do I want God's signature of approval on my life? We get fuzzy about the things that, oh, this isn't that bad. And, oh, I think this will be okay. So Amnon here is sick. He's struggling. And instead of turning to God, look what Amnon does. Verse 3. Amnon had a friend named Jonadab, the son of David's brother, Shimea. Jonadab was a very shrewd man and he asked Amnon, why are you, the king's son, so miserable every morning? Won't you tell me, Amnon replied, I'm in love with Tamar, my my brother Absalom's sister. My goodness, think about that. Now, in Jewish law, which, which that's Amnon, David, and, and Tim, that's where they're, in Jewish law, this was totally unacceptable, totally unacceptable. You couldn't even fathom thinking about this. But in the Egyptian law and in the Egyptian culture, ancestral relationships were, were, were considered okay. They were, they were allowable in this, in this time. 
And this should come at no surprise to you. I know some of us, like, we think about that. We're like, man, these people are crazy, right? But think about our culture today. There's things that are going on today that, that we're like, what in the world is happening? And the picture that culture often paints of sexuality is fake. It's fake. It's not real. The things you read, the things you see on the news, the things you, you watch, it's not real. And so here's Amnon, and he tells him, or, or, or here's, his, here's his friend, right? He's like, dude, you're the, you're the son of the king. You're the son of the king. Why are, you, why are you sad every day? Why do you not have any joy in your life? You should, if anybody should be, you got no responsibility, but you got everything. Man, when I read that, I wonder how many of you today sitting in here, how many Christians wake up every day, and that's, that's a description of us. Why do you wake up miserable every morning? There's just something inside of you that's just like, oh, man, here we go again. Could it be that you're settling for fakes? Could it be that you've bought into the lie that this is going to bring satisfaction, this stuff or this relationship or what I'm watching on, uh, when no one's looking? What, it, could it be that you've bought into the fakes and it's not being fulfilling to you? The advice that Jonadab gives is not good. It's, it's part of this evil plot to trick her into bringing food and being alone with Amnon. Look at verse 11. When she brought them in to him to eat, this is Tamar bringing in the food, he grabbed her and said, come sleep with me, my sister. Verse 12, don't, my brother, she cried, don't disgrace me for such a thing would never be done in Israel. Don't commit this outrage. Where should I ever go with my humiliation? And you, you would be like one of the outrageous fools in Israel. Please speak to the king for he won't keep you from me. Tamar calls on Amnon. He's like, please respect my dignity. She's like, please just respect my dignity. Consider, consider our relationship. We're brother and sister. We can't do this. Please, please, Amnon. And then finally, Tamar begs, and, and, and she's like, I'll promise anything. Like, I'll promise the king. We'll, we'll, we'll get this right. And she's trying everything she could. But Amnon was not in love with Tamar. Contrary to what verse 4 says, Amnon was not in love with Tamar. His heart was deceitful. Look at verse 14. But he refused to listen to her. And because he was stronger than she was, he disgraced her by raping her. So Amnon hated Tamar with such intensity that he, the, the hatred he hated her with was greater than the love that he had loved her with. Get out of here, he said. Verse 16, no, she cried, sending me away is much worse than the, than the great wrong you've already done to me. But he refused to listen to her. Instead, he called to the servant who waited on him, get this away from me, throw her out and bolt the door behind her. Amnon, he bought into the lies of the people around him. Remember, he went to Jonadab and he's like, man, what should I do? And he bought into the lies that the people closest to him told him. Amnon bought into the lies of the culture. Oh, this is fine. Everybody does this. In, in Egyptian culture, man, come on, you're good. You're good. He bought into the hoax that his heart sold him. And what happened? Amnon fooled around. And he found out that his desires led to his death. His desires 
led to him being destroyed. He wasn't in love. There was no romance. There was no relationship that Amnon, Amnon wanted. He lost control and became a slave to his desires. I want, you to, I, I want you to hear this part. Because a lot of times we think, okay, well, if I'm settling for fakes, it's on me, right? It's a, I'm, I mess up my life. It has nothing to do with you. I'm good, right? But Amnon's desire not only destroyed his life, what did it do to Tamar? You see, church, your desires, your choices, your relationships affect more than just you. Right? You're, the things that you follow after, the things that your, your appetite, your cravings, your desire, when we fall for those fakes, it's not just going to hurt you. So how about you today? Maybe you're sitting here today and I pray that the Holy Spirit's speaking to you and you've realized today, man, I've been settling for some fakes. There's been some stuff in my life. Listen, married or single, it doesn't matter. We all, we all have to take a look at this. We all have to take a look and say, am I settling for things that are not God's original? Am I settling for fakes and forgeries in my life? You don't have to settle for less. You don't have to settle for anything less than what God created, the, the designer, the creator, the greatest artist that ever lived. You don't have to settle for anything less than his original form for you. And just like in the garden when Adam and Eve were first created, you can have the real thing. Listen to me. Don't get lost in this. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. You can have healthy relationships. It doesn't matter what your past looks like. You can move forward. Maybe you're here today and you're not sure about this faith and this God thing and, and all of this. And let me just tell you, man, number one, I'm so glad you're here with us this week. And these truths that we've been talking about, this, this perfect design that God created us, this, this uh, a relationship and sexuality, all of this, this is God's desire for everyone. Not just those of us who go to church on Sunday, not just for those of us who, who are on the team. This is God's design for everyone. We believe that God's desire is for everyone to experience his masterpiece of relationships. We believe that God's desire is for everyone to experience his masterpiece of sex the way it was originally designed. And I hope you can see God's love is perfect. And I pray here in just a minute that you would take that step. But for many of you sitting here today, you're a Christ follower. Just as, just as Paul was writing this letter to, to the church, um, there's, a, there's a lot of understanding for Christ's followers, right? Okay, well, I want to try to do things God ways, but sometimes I slip, and, and I, I want to try to settle for God's original masterpiece, but sometimes I, I fall. I want, I want you to hear what Paul tells the church in Corinth one, one, uh, at the end of his letter in verse 18, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. Listen to what he says, flee sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the person who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. 
For you were bought at a price, so glorify God with your body. If you're a follower of Christ, know that your body is a temple. Your eyes are a temple. Your hands are a temple. They belong to God. They belong to the Holy Spirit. So glorify God with your eyes, with your hands, with your thoughts. I want to give you two questions today that you might ask yourself to help you identify some fakes in your life. As you go home and wrestle with this and you pray, and I pray that you do that on, uh, after a Sunday message. I pray that you go home and think about it and pray about it and allow the Holy Spirit to stir in you. I pray that you don't just turn it off in the car and, and then live your Monday through Saturday. But I'm going to give you two questions. Number one is this, will this honor God with the body he has given me? Will this honor God with the body he has given me? Hear me today, church. You, you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Your value and your worth are not dependent upon any other person. Being in student ministry for a really long time, I watched a lot of young teenage girls battle with this, right? Worth, value, and I want, I want to be pretty, I want to be cute, I want the boys to like me. And, and it just broke my heart time after time when I see these young ladies take these steps and they settled for the fake. They settled for the things that they thought was going to happen. And so when we had children and um, they became old enough, I decided, you know what, this is one lesson that I'm going to take serious. And I'm going to try to be as intentional as I can to my daughters. And every single night, it might not be every night, okay, it might not be every night, all right? If you go ask my daughters, they're going to be like, not every night. (laughs) Most nights, most nights, I tell every one of my daughters, God loves you for who you are, not what you do. God loves you for who you are, not what you do. And so many times we settle for the fake because we, we don't know that. We don't believe that the value in our work has to come from something or someone. God, you are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. Your worth is not dependent on anyone else, and that's what Paul's trying to help us to understand. Will this honor God with the body he has given me? Number two, what do I need to cut out of my life? What do I need to cut out of my life? He starts those first few verses with flee, flee from sexual immorality. Flee from that. Cut that out of your life. If you're surrounding yourself with fakes and you keep falling for forgeries, maybe the issue isn't self-control. Maybe the issue is situation control. If you continue to find yourself. So this week, I want to challenge you. Examine every facet of your relationships and find out where, you're, where, where are the marks for freedom. When I have the real thing, that's when freedom hits. That's when freedom comes into my life. When, when, when relationships are framed in truth, you won't be fooled by knockoffs. 
when we have the real thing. If you find yourself struggling with with self-image and guilt and shame and loneliness and you're not sure what to do or what to believe, let let me just say this first. Let me tell you this, and I want you to remember this. We love you here at City Hope Church. That's why we created this church, because we want to help people find hope in Christ. You've been looking and you've been striving. You've been settling for fakes your whole life. We love you, and we're so glad you're here. But second, we believe that God loves you. So much more than we can. And God's original design was he understood that you and I were going to settle for fakes in our life from time to time. There's going to be times when we, man, there's these forgeries and man, I want that. My appetite, my craving, my desire, I'm going to jump in. And he knew we were going to do that. And so what did he do? He says, you know what? I love you so much. My masterful design is that I'm going to send my son Jesus to to, to earth so that you can have a way to get to me. And it says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever, whoever means whoever, don't get that twisted, right? Don't, don't get, like in the Greek, in the Hebrew, in English, whoever means whoever. And he says, I want you to understand that maybe you've been falling for fakes, but my design is that I'm going to send Jesus to earth so that you can have a relationship with me. But before this relationship can begin, you have to understand that there's something in between you and God. And that's called sin. And you may not see it, you may not know it, you may not realize it, but we we put ourselves and our stuff and our things between us and God. But here's some good news. Here's the good news. The Bible says if you confess that sin, if you repent and you turn away from that sin and you leave that behind, God promises he will do the same. In another letter to to another church in in Rome, Paul tells the followers of Jesus this. This is is what he says. He says, if you want to follow Jesus, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's my design. That's what I created for you. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. One confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Before we want to go today, before we we move on, I want to give you a chance to take your next step with Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning, and the reality is you've been settling for fakes and forgeries in your relationships. And your relationship with God really isn't what you thought it would be. It's not what you should have. Maybe you wake up every day like Amnon, frustrated, angry, sad. And today you've realized, I haven't, I haven't went to his original master plan. I haven't taken that step yet. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you turn from that way, come to Jesus. That's his plan. And if you're ready, here's what I want to do. I'm just going to say a little prayer right here. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. There's nothing magical about this prayer. It's you saying and confessing in your heart to God, here I am, I'm ready to live for you. If you're ready to begin that relationship the way that God designed it, if you're ready to take that step today, I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. You don't have to pray out loud. Pray in your heart. Pray right there in your seat. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I have done many things that displease you. I have lived my life for myself. I'm sorry and I repent. 
I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you, Jesus, came to this earth and died on a cross for me. I believe that you rose again from the dead on the third day to save me. You did for me what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you. Help me to live every day in a way that pleases you. Today, I surrender to your perfect plan. I love you, I praise you, and I thank you that I will spend an eternity in heaven with you. Listen to me today, church. If you prayed that prayer with me today, that's the greatest decision you'll ever make. It's the number one most important decision you'll ever make in all of your life. And to get on this path of the God's original design, to have that relationship with Him, you made the best and most important decision you'll ever make. But here's what I believe. When we make important decisions, I think if you meant it, you mention it. If you meant it, if you meant what you said, if you confessed with your heart, if you meant it, you mention it. And so here's what I want to ask you to do on the way out today. I'm going to be standing out there in the back and some of our team will be standing there with me. Will you just walk by and say, Pastor Bobby, I prayed with you today. Pastor Bobby, I I gave my life to Jesus today. Very simple, very easy, not going to embarrass you. We want to help you on this journey because now it's the beginning of a journey. We want to help you identify some of those fakes and forgeries that you've been settling for in your life to get you on God's masterful masterpiece of a plan. If you meant it, you mention it. Stop by the back today. But for those of you who know your relationship with Christ is is there and you've accepted him, are you settling for fakes? Just because we wear the the Christian jersey doesn't mean that we're, we're, you know, we don't have struggles. We don't have issues, right? Just because we know we're on the team doesn't mean that sometimes our eyes get drifted off away from God's plan. Maybe today you're sitting here and you realize, man, I have been settling for fakes. God's masterful plan. He created man and he created woman. Put those two things together, they became one. He told them to be fruitful, to multiply. That's God's masterful plan. Anything else, anything else that we try to settle for is a fake. We're not gonna be fulfilled. We're not gonna have joy. And our sexual desires, our emotional desires lead to destruction if they're not a part of God's master plan. So my, my, my reply to you today, I, I ask you to respond however the Lord is speaking to your heart. We're gonna sing a song and, 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 and we're gonna stand and this is an opportunity for you to just get alone with the Lord, to, to sing out to the Lord, to grab one of our team, come to the back, grab one of us by the hand and say, can you pray with me? Would you be obedient to what God's calling you to do? Let's stop settling for fakes. Let's stop settling for fakes and know that we can have the real thing. Father, again, man, I'm so honored and grateful that your word speaks truth about tough subjects and Lord I know that there's some men and women in this room that that even now in this season of life they're settling for fakes 
They want the real thing. They desire the real thing. But God, they don't know how to get there. And I pray that today you would give us wisdom. Lord, give us, give us the courage and the boldness to make the proper changes in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, I pray that those that are here today that prayed with me would begin this new relationship and they would see the, and, and they would know the joy that comes with following your master plan. I pray for the, for, the, for the heart that's in here today that's feeling shameful and unworthy. Lord, I pray that your son Jesus would come and fill those hearts up today to say, I thought you worthy enough to die for you. Lord, give us that passion. Give us that heart today. Give us that vision to see. Challenge us. Change us, God. We love you. We praise you. We give you all honor and glory. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. They're going to lead us in a song. Just be obedient to the Lord. Don't, don't let this environment, I know we're in a cafeteria. I get it. I know it's hard. But don't let that distract you from getting on the right path. Don't let that distract you from getting to where God's calling you to be today. Let's sing out together. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.